Hola mi gente, welcome back to Hapa Talk. This is your host Jasmine Luchis and you're now listening to season four. This month we'll be celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. What is that? It's a celebration that was created to recognize the positive impact that Hispanic Americans have left. So the people that we will be highlighting this month have been such a positive impact for the next generation to come and I can't wait to share their stories with you all. Hola, jefitas. Welcome back to Hefa Talk. You are now listening to season four, and today we have Diana with us. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Now, I want everybody to get to know you better, and so I thought this would be a great opportunity to highlight uh, Latina in the engineer industry. Now, tell me a little bit about you and your upbringing and what kind of led you into engineering. Yeah, uh, so I am an immigrant. I'm originally from Mexico, and um that with that comes learning English. And I think that had a big influence. Um, both my parents were in STEM careers, but I didn't really understand what they did other than being familiar with the engineering, but not really sure what it did. <laughs> um, and then from there, um, just, you know, math. I always liked math. And that was something where I didn't have to learn the English so much. Like it was still numbers. And, and that just led me to, to be able to understand and feel comfortable. And then later, knowing that I could do something with, with physics and with math to find a solution to something like a real world problem. And that's what led me into engineering and trying to, to learn more about the world and trying to apply it in a way where it made sense to me. Now, tell me a little bit about um, you growing up. Did you uh, move here as a child? Were you a teenager or? Yeah, I moved here when I was 12 years old. So I had I was born and I had lived my entire 12 years in, in Mexico, in Monterrey. And from there, my dad got relocated because of his role as an engineer. And that just meant, you know, my siblings and my parents, we both uh, got here. I didn't really speak English then. And so it was a, a big shift, which was... I guess the first few years I was kind of, I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to learn the English. And then eventually I got used to it. And then we were coming here for one year and we haven't gone back to to live there anymore. Um, but it's only us, our family, the rest of our families in Mexico. Uh, so it was a, a big transition, but it's also something that gave me a lot of opportunities to pursue, like, for example, my career and develop an organization and things like that. Now, I know you did mention that both your parents are in the STEM industry. Now, was that something that was instilled in you to pursue or was it more because you genuinely um, loved it? Uh, They never really told me that I needed to do something specifically. The only thing was if I wanted to do something to like put all my efforts into it, um, to like get chileganas and like do it like. (laughs) Um, And so that from that end, I didn't feel like I was pushed into a specific field. Uh, it was just the nature of I enjoy those fields. And then as I went through my career, I felt a little bit more supported because my parents understood what it took to take physics and math. Um, but it was still a journey. And honestly, it's something that I enjoy. And and then I'm happy that I picked. Now, um, kind of take me a little bit into how it was adjusting from living in Mexico and then coming here to the United States as a preteen, was it really hard for you to kind of um, 
you know, because culture-wise, it is a little different. So was that like a culture shock for you? It was. In, in Mexico, 90% or more were Mexicans. And so I was used to, you know, just being one more person. And here, you know, you don't look like everybody else. You you don't speak the language or you speak it and you, you have an accent. And it was in an area where like kids are, you know, you want to fit in. You want to be like everybody else. And I didn't have any, even like jokes were different, like things that I would think were funny, people didn't think that they were, and then things that they thought, but I didn't. And so it was, it was very difficult. And for the first two to three years, I refused to like, I, I'm not from here. I'm eventually like, I want to go back to Mexico. Um, But then, you know, just... I had to commit to something and like I I was always really applying in school and I think that's what kept me going and so I started learning English really quickly and just getting that going from classes where I had like a lot of Spanish support to going into transitioning into full-time like engineering full-time English classes um, that helped me because I knew I was getting somewhere and always you know the Latino the Hispanic community were the ones that would help me and will like build that community where if I didn't understand something or someone was being mean they would help me kind of like stand up for myself sometimes I didn't even understand Um, but it was definitely challenging just because it was in those years where you're like just 12 so like you're just starting your teenage years and you're just trying to be like everyone else now, take me a little bit into high school years for you. Now, were you in any kind of STEM programs in high school? Not in high school. I was not involved much. So I went to three different high schools and it was hard enough to kind of try to graduate on time that I didn't really get involved into any any groups or clubs. I was maybe in like a like I think I was part of one I don't remember what it was because it was like maybe once or twice that I attended um, just because it was a whole thing from going to trying to graduate in time and trying to put on my classes together I know a big driver was coming from Mexico having an accent being told that I couldn't be a good student and so it was always focused on towards I'm gonna graduate with the perfect uh, perfect grades and, and I was able to do so but it was that same challenge of being being like shoving to like a box like this is how you're gonna be because you're from this place or because you look like this like driving me towards like I'm not I'm gonna try my hardest to to try to finish but unfortunately I was not able to like do more than than that where I could get involved a lot now let me ask you um what is one advice or especially like a a thing that you would tell somebody going through that same experiencing from transitioning from their home country into the United States where they're finding themselves kind of like, uh, I I really want to fit in, but I don't know where, like, what advice would you give them? Uh, I'm going to tie it back to the fact that I was always really ashamed of like my accent and like not knowing English. And, you know, knowing more than one language and you know having a different culture does give you an advantage you know you're able to connect with more people you're able to speak to more people because you know multiple languages and and hearing that not only from like other like I heard it from my dad's job and that made me realize like oh yeah like I'm worth this much because I bring this much to the table and that's what helped me make a shift from you know I want to fit into 
this is who I am and I'm proud of it and I'm going to embrace it. So don't try to wash away like who you are. Be proud of that. Stick to that and know that that is going to make you more valuable. That's someone that only speaks one language. That's someone that has only been maybe in one country and hasn't experienced as much. That brings a lot of point of views. I love that answer. Now, take me a little bit into starting your STEM um, career. How was that for you? What made you um, finally decide that? Uh, it was my physics class in high school. Um, I always liked math, so that was a given, but I didn't know what I could do with it. And then I took physics as a senior in high school, and I had a female teacher. And so the combination of using the math to solve you know how long it's gonna take for a car to get somewhere or how when is the ball gonna like how far is it gonna go things like that was like oh I could do something with the numbers like it makes sense and then having those role models from early on which I was lucky to have through my career like multiple female uh, role models I was able to see that it one it was fun even though everybody like either they hated math or like why do you like those classes but then there, there was also room for someone that could be like a woman like me maybe not specifically Hispanic role models but more of that like both gender like there was room for women and men in, in STEM um, and then from there I pick physics as a major I went into community college and then there I was lucky enough to have like a mentoring program where I was able to explore more areas and that's when I was like, okay, engineering and mechanical engineering led me to, you can use creativity to create new things, design new problems. And it was something that you can, like, you take an idea and you make it into an object and you can see it. And like, you can, you can see from something that doesn't exist, something that you can touch or hold. And to me, a, a visual person. And so it was like, okay, this makes sense because I can use the skills that I have to a career like that. And, and that's how I landed, mechanical engineering. Now, I, I think it's amazing not only being a woman taking space in that industry, but being Hispanic. Now, what are some mentors that you have had throughout your journey that you have drawn inspiration from and motivation from? Um, I'll start with my mom. So she did industrial design. Um she wasn't really pursuing it, but like she was already in a in a STEM uh, in also a male dominated field. But then she also had a business where it was a male dominated field, and the fact that it was like um, metals and like things for houses that were all like it wasn't like something girly. Um, and she would run the business when we were in Mexico, and she would go to vendors and suppliers and see materials, and she would take me with her. And so not only was she the only woman in like this supplier like space where they were selling a lot of metal parts and stuff she also had a kid with it and the kid was a girl and so from early on I was kind of like used to being around where you weren't really like the norm or what everybody looked like and just kind of like exploring I was always just hanging along so I was always just seeing like oh what is this and I will grab things and just explore uh, besides from that once I started school um, I had my female teacher in, in physics, so that was one of the first ones in STEM. Um, and then I had uh, I had a physics professor as well in, in college when I went to community college. And then when I transferred to university, I had another female professor. It was the only one in the mechanical engineering um, uh, college uh, where I went, but I made sure I had her as my advisor because all of them made me see that there was room for me. Someone that was a minority, an immigrant, that English was their second language. One of them was have, like was pregnant while she was teaching us. And so it made me see that there was room for women, for minorities, for, for you to have a family, 
for you to see that it's not just your career and then I had to leave a lot of things out of that now um just to kind of touch on that a little bit um being a, a Latina in these spaces what is one of the biggest struggles that you have been faced with the sense of belonging um you see from the very first class you take in college to when you graduate that even within the first few years that like the it's 50 50 between men and women and then by your third semester there's like two and you're one of them and so even when you look into latinas in stem two to three percent in engineering there's not even like we haven't even really counted and so there's while you can be really successful and you know what you're doing uh, and you learn to feel confident, you still feel like you're the only Latina in the office, you're the only Latina in school. Um, and so then you feel like, well, left out at the same time, or there's things that I still can't connect with everyone. And that's a lot what led me to to launch Latina Engineer, to, to find that sense of belonging and to be questioning those norms where like Latinas are not supposed to be in careers like this or or things like that or you need to learn how to cook instead of being like doing like physics and on like a building in a corporate building and things like that um but yeah that that has been a big thing and luckily because of the organization now I'm being able to to feel like I have that that community I love that answer now just to kind of go off of that um because you know the good thing is that your parents had that background now let's just say for somebody that doesn't have that support system what is one thing that you would advise them like facing that not knowing if they should take up spaces in the career that they love that they wouldn't think is the norm to go and try to find that community like you can get involved in many different areas um, but you have to go out and seek them for yourself because you want to get somewhere. So whether it is clubs, organizations, you know, for for high school and even college, you know, there's mentoring programs or scholarship programs that have mentoring with you have like professors or even other students that are a year or two older than you. If you build those relationships, they can always teach you something or they can help you with the homework or give you a book that they don't need because they're a different semester ahead. Um, you can ask questions and a lot of people that you find, whether it is in person or online, you know, social media has opened the doors for, for just regular people to share their story. That's how I started. We're always happy to, to connect and to share. Like I host calls where it's people that have reached out to me via Instagram. And then I just chat with them for 30 minutes, maybe an hour and just talk about my experience because you know not everybody has those role models. It's really hard. We have a mentoring program and we're always looking for more mentors because we don't have enough uh, because we need them in the Hispanic community. And so don't be afraid of reaching out, of talking. When I attend like Hispanic conferences, those are the ones where people like network. In some others, it's a little bit harder, but in the Hispanic community, it's really easy. So don't be afraid. If there, if you're a woman or you're a Latina and you see there's like another woman or another Latina in the classroom, go sit next to them and talk to them. Like that's what's going to help you find other people that you can relate with so that you know that there's a place for you or like even learn things from each other. I love that. Now, Diana, um, I know you did mention Latina engineer. So you grew that and tell me a little bit more about that and how that came about. 
Yeah, I was a recent grad in 2019. I had graduated. I had been working for a couple months. So I was able to land a job before I was finished with, with college. And so I felt really proud for the things that I was doing and my job, you know, it was going well, but I was missing that community. And so I started just sharing in a blog what my, my journey, you know, like it was going good and that I could reach someone else. My goal was just find someone else that was trying to go into engineering, uh, another Latina. And from there, it just started growing into social media, the blog, YouTube. And so quickly, I was able to connect with other Latinas in STEM. And one, it was the need. And two, social media let us connect when we were in different parts of the country, which we would have never met if I had only done like in-person stuff. Um, and from there, the community started developing. Now I had a group chat where I could share about the struggles or if you were like trying to get a promotion or changing jobs you were able to kind of like share those points of views and like um, help each other out and then from there it just kind of took me with it, it has grown more than I I mean it's more of like what the community needs that what I plan so far like it's always they're always like quicker than I I am and and so now we have more than 15,000 people on Instagram uh, we have done brunches where we meet people from different areas we have done uh texas california here in illinois where we do like local brunches and we're able to connect in canadas in the area um and our biggest thing is our conference which honestly the community almost created you know i i was thinking there's not a day or a week for the celebrity latinas in engineering why not let's make it and let's make it a whole week like a whole day it's like one day is not enough and that's not like that I was like let's just you know it's just a day and the community started asking like what are you gonna do are there gonna be speakers there's gonna be like like scholarship like they just started asking making hashtags and I'm like okay we gotta do something and in seven days I put a conference together virtually free just fundraise uh, GoFundMe created the first scholarship and now we're three, four years later, and it's a whole organization where we have, you know, about 600 people uh, attend virtually, uh, in person is almost 200, we have given more than $10,000 in scholarships, the mentoring program, and so it has, it has been something that I, I find a lot of passion, because I truly believe in, you know, I went through the journey of trying to belong in engineering, and um, luckily succeeding, that I want to share that with others. And so it's more of what does our community need? I mean, the fact that latinaengineer.com was available means like th that will tell me like, there's a big gap. Like we don't even have a website for that domain. Like we need to make something for this. Hey, Amiga, are you starting to notice fine lines appear on your face? Or maybe you're just wanting to tighten up your abdomen area a little bit. Or maybe just a non-invasive breast lift. Well, whatever the case may be, I have the solution for you. It's called the Plasma Fibroblast Skin Tightening Treatment. And I know what you're saying. What is that? Well, Plasma Fibroblast is a new non-invasive skin tightening and wrinkle reduction treatment. It helps tighten the skin around the area with super fickle brown dots that will heal and last about five to seven days. It targets fibroblast cells to stimulate the reproduction of collagen and elasticity, which decreases over time. Kimberly Estrada, owner of Curves by Kim, offers this amazing treatment and also offers training if you're looking to expand your business. Kim is located in Floresville, 
and that offers a San Antonio location one week out of the month. If you're looking to book this appointment or look at before and after pictures of her incredible treatment, check out Curves with a K by Kim on Facebook and Instagram. You can also call and schedule your consultation at 210-650-2570. Okay, go do it now, amiga. Could you repeat the question? So, Diana, I know building a community is very difficult, and it's, uh, you know, just the fact that you were able to build a bridge for that gap. What do you envision for Latina Engineer in the next five years? there's there's a lot of things and honestly every year um something that I didn't even think of like comes up right um the main thing is the scholarships that we have as part of the conference have been a big driver for me I always wanted to create that and so I definitely see that growing and developing right now we have uh scholarships we give this year we're giving six scholarships in one year I want to make that a, a program where we can make sure that we follow a Latina from day one in college all the way to graduation. And we can tell them, you don't have to worry about financials, like we're going to take you through. And that would take a lot from a $1,000 scholarship to a full ride, of course, but definitely continue growing it so that we can make sure that they're graduating. Like we try to follow them as much as we can, but with that, we have more resources to do so. Uh, our mentoring program also it continues growing it doubled in size from last year and so continue to expanding um, and then the conference overall we went from being fully virtual during COVID and then now going to more in person it has surprised me how much it has gone from 50 attendees to now 180 and being sold out in 48 hours and so we're shifting towards doing um, more in person how can we connect more how can we bring them more opportunities um and eventually it takes more and, and, and more time from me, but also at the same time, I'm trying to grow it. Um, and so eventually making it something where I can dedicate full time so that I can create the most that I can with it. Um, there's two parts. There's the foundation and then the Latina engineer. And so from Latina engineer specifically, besides from the conference, I think more of creating that, that community where maybe one day it's not like I'm not the face of it or I'm not the one leading it but it continues growing where we have maybe like college chapters um, or things where they can connect and they have those communities without having like you know I'm not going to be young forever I'm not going to relate to like college students forever but that there's that that they can bring them together because I have been I've been part of SWE and SHIP and other conferences but I still felt like we needed something specific for this because there's like I call myself a triple minority I'm a Latina I'm an immigrant uh, and I'm a woman and so all of those combines create a, a very interesting set of challenges and and this helps to address all of them at once. And I, I definitely can see that. And I love seeing your posts and I love seeing the conference when I see everybody get together because I think building community is very important and to have that support. And, you know, I really hope and I I get to see it expand and, and grow more. And I, you know, I'm wishing you guys the best and I hope that you guys are able to give somebody a full ride for that. Now, 
you did mention um you know being all those three things being a woman an immigrant and and taking space in stem now what is one thing that you try from your culture to implicate while you're working um i'm sorry i do not know what implicate <laughs> no. so um what is one thing that you take from your culture and put it into your work definitely the language i think that has been the biggest thing i mean besides from other things like i am teaching my corporate office how to play loteria in a couple of weeks for hispanic heritage <laughs> month um but spanish has always been very present and i'm really proud of of knowing it and of being able to make me stand out as an engineer and as a professional uh, from the beginning i was speaking 50 english 50 spanish in my role uh manufacturing engineer when i went and worked in the manufacturing uh, production floor i would use the spanish and that would give me an advantage because i would get to learn more i was able to create better connections with everyone Um, my second role, I had a team that reported to me, so I was able to get a leadership role. And at the beginning, the three of my reports, they all spoke Spanish. And so that gave me the advantage of jumping between English and Spanish back and forth with ease because we all spoke all, all, all both languages. Um, so that was also something that was very, very, I didn't expect it. And then now, again, working with um, locations where there's Mexico and then we're here, that made me uh, stand out from from the crowd when I was applying and I was told too like Spanish is a big plus for us because you will be dealing with with plants that are located in Mexico and so something that that you know I'll never stop speaking Spanish and it's something that luckily I've been able to use as an advantage and I, I promote like hey this makes me again more valuable as an engineer and and I and I like it <laughs> I love that um What is one life lesson that you've been able to learn on your journey that you would love to share with somebody else? I always share the phrase, uh, feel the fear and do it anyways, because that has gotten me through so many things where if I had let that fear stop me, I would have never gotten there. Like I would never do like interviews like this or talking in front of more than 700 people um, or, you know, trying a new job, doing a new project that was taking my leadership role. That was the biggest step I did. I had no idea what I was doing. And if I had waited like a day to make the decision, I would have said no, because I would have let the fear get the best of me. And so I have learned that even if I'm afraid, I'm going to jump at it and I'll figure it out later. And it has always worked out. And so don't let that stop you from something. Know that it's okay as long as it doesn't stop you from continuing doing and trying to figure it out while you are at it there's there's a lot of resources people are going to help you just make sure that you're not stopping just because it might be unknown or it might be scary I love that answer um now I always say that social media has a way of connecting people and also has a way of not really allowing people to see who's really behind you know, a screen, what is one thing that you can't take from your social media that you would want people to know about you? Um, that I would want to, that maybe I don't show and I would want them to know. Uh, hmm. This, yeah, definitely. I can see how it always looks like it's happy and it doesn't always is. Um, there's definitely a lot of, um, like I said, the fear and like a lot of imposter syndrome where you are the first or the only one or the one that doesn't look like that, like the rest. And so we don't always post that. And 
through the journey, even as you have the most experience or as you, you know, you are, you have like a public figure kind of thing where you're constantly sharing, there's always those downs and there's always times where you're going to doubt yourself and it's normal. Um, it's obviously people don't want to talk about it and we try our best to, to share it when we remember to share it. Um, but it's not always perfect and it doesn't always go up and up. Like it's always, you know, sometimes things doesn't work and you have to rethink about it and take a different direction. So definitely, um, well, we try to post everything that's happy to not try to discourage. Um, I'd also like to point out like their, their experiences are not going to be nice. And I usually talk about them more in like sessions that I do when I, I present. Uh, there's a word for, for women in engineering and there's a word for men in engineering. And usually the men in engineering is happier and it's easier and it's more expected than the women's. And so it's okay to deal with that. Um, you just have to know how to deal with it so that it doesn't stop you and you can even use it to help you succeed more. I love that. Um, what is one thing that you being in general, just a woman in STEM, what advice would you give somebody that is finding themselves kind of having to compete with a male in the industry where she feels like this is not where I'm supposed to be. This is not my space. Um, to maybe just focus on what they like to do and what their goals are and not so much on what other people are doing, whether they're like a man or a woman, because my sister just went into college for engineering. She's doing chemical engineering. And when she moved out that night, I texted her and I told her, I was like, you're going to do great. Don't let those boys scare you or think that they're better than you. Because, you know, there's 30 men in the classroom and there is two women. And so of course they're going to help each other. Of course they're going to be friends. And of course you might be left out. That does not mean you're you're um you're less smart. You're just having maybe a more difficulty because you're doing it on your own. Um, but definitely, you know, you're just as smart as everyone else. And if you work hard, you don't need to prove it to them. You're gonna prove it to yourself. I said when you know I went from getting like Fs on my first semester to getting straight A's on my last semester. And students, especially male students just kind of showing me in the corner and not putting me in the group chats for homework and then eventually asking me how to do their stuff by the end of like or career because just, I just naturally stood out and like hey I know what I'm doing it's just I don't work with anyone because nobody wants to work with me um, and so I don't realize that everybody has the same questions everybody's learning at the same time but definitely just focus on on your own journey and what you what answers you need to to get um figure it out and not so much of am I doing better than everybody else I love that now Diana what is one thing that you feel as a Latina in the space that you're in now that you feel is the most important for us to know could you repeat the question again so you being a Latina in STEM, what is one of the most important things that you would want women to know when taking space like that? Yeah, um, definitely. I I always say any any person that's a minority or that's a Latina or that's a woman that's going into uh, unknown like growth or journey, you're a role model. Um, it's not just the ones that are out there speaking up or like hosting sessions or participating in things like anyone that that's doing something where, you know, you don't have someone guiding you, 
you're being a role model and you're helping everybody else, whether it is your little sister or your little brother. Like I've had my neighbor ask me like, hey, what do you do? Why are you dressing nice? I'm like, I'm an engineer and I'm wearing a purple dress. So like I can, like, you know, I'm breaking those stereotypes. And so I think that's the most important thing that no matter that you're not being involved in anything else, you're already changing the expectations and the bias from other people. I heard it when I left my first job my my manager at that time told me that he wanted to find another Latina like me because I had proven that I had what it took. I was hard worker. The Spanish was a big plus. And that made me realize that even though I wasn't doing anything other than doing like my job, I had changed the people around me what to expect for the next Latina to come in. And so, you know, you don't have to be proactive in doing all these things to change the path and make it better for those coming after you. That's awesome. Now, as you continue to grow and you continue to expand now in your business right now, what is it exactly that you're looking to, I guess, be the end game for your career? Like, what is it that you're working completely towards? Huh, that is a very interesting question because it has changed from the moment that I finished school to now. Like I, you know, it's it's a journey that sometimes it took unexpected turns. And like right now it's like, okay, what what is the next step? Definitely I've always been reaching for leadership roles. I already had a, a leadership role in the past that was more of like a supervisor level and I really enjoyed it. And, and so I know that I want to look for something where I'm still, you know, doing something related to engineering and, and then leading that or whether it is a team of engineers, whether it's a team of stuff, like anything, but where I'm able to still apply my engineering skills and work towards something good and being able to mentor others as well. Um, luckily, I was able to get a little taste of it early in my career and I know that it has been something that that I truly enjoyed um, I don't have goals such as like I want to work for this company or I want to make like a rocket or anything like that but more you know I'm an engineer and I like what I do and I want to be able to keep enjoying it and make a purpose and it would always be something where it's a mix or one might take more than the other with Latina engineer and with the nonprofit and with the business um, I don't want to leave that and so it's always been uh, finding the balance between having an engineering job where I can have the time to also do uh, the other the other things that I want to do where it's not just math and science but I'm using that degree to inspire others and build that that path for them I love that and I really hope to see that unfold for you um, now being that not everybody understands what it is to be in the STEM world can you kind of like um, I guess describe it to somebody that doesn't know what that might be or what that looks like. Yeah, um, STEM, uh, science, technology, engineering, mathematics have a lot of roles, and now they're adding art too. When depending on the you know what field you're in, so there is a role within STEM for everyone, depending on what what interests you. Like even within engineering, you know, with engineers, they, they solve problems. And so what problem do you want to solve? Do you want to be a chemical engineer that works on like food or uh, cosmetics or things like that? Do you mean mechanical engineer that wants to build like bikes and cars and like cell phones or like electrical and 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 civil with like buildings so there's definitely an area for everyone you can also do more of the science when it's like 
from STEM, like you can still focus on all those areas, like whether it is like the toy industry, the furniture industry, like there's so many fields and areas that you can do, but it's more understanding how things work, wanting to develop something that's going to help people in, in general, like the, the more people that you're able to help with your product or with the thing you're working on, the, the more the more important and the most significant and the more fulfilling that it's going to make you feel. So it's hard to to put in a couple sentences, but it's more of like, how can we help us and help society or help a community that we reflect on to, to do something easier or better? I love that. And I know that that kind of answers my question because I feel like when you think of an engineer, you're just thinking like somebody that builds things. So it's kind of cool to see that it literally can expand in very um in various ways. Now, before we close up, is there any accomplishments that you have reached in your career that you would like to share with us? Uh, there's a couple. Uh, the first one is just, you know, getting like a leadership class manager role uh, within, you know, three years of, of finishing school. I think that was a very big one for me. I felt really happy about it. Um, and the, the other one is that just because I'm an introvert and I'm an engineer has not meant that I only I'm only in the corner doing my my equations and that's it. Uh, I've been, you know, I've been interviewed for for things that go on 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 the internet on tv i i had a like my own commercial just recently with toyota and so it has shown me that i can do so many different things with with just one degree depending on on what my interest in and what my mission and my goal is and so it was something that you know diana when was going to, to college never thought like she was studying engineering and i had no idea what i could work in yet i was i just knew that i liked the major and so it has it's, it's been a lot of different parts and opportunities that thankfully because of the education where i am now and just trying to make something bigger than just like my job has led me to be able to do all those things i'm so i'm so excited to see that journey because i feel like being women and being Hispanic on top of that we do have to I feel like sometimes prove more sometimes and to be able to see all the amazing things that you've been able to accomplish the space that you're giving other Latinas it's really inspirational and motivational for me even though I'm not in the STEM world so I just wanted to thank you for giving more women that space um now would you let people know where they can connect with you and you know find mentorship if they are going into the stem world yeah uh our website is latinaengineer.com uh from there you can find everything like our mentoring programs which usually open towards the beginning of the year um or conference information which is this fall so it's in a month and it, it has free registration so they can definitely take advantage of that and get a taste of what the community and what engineering is um career fair all of that you can find our website and then i am very active on, on instagram so you can find me at latina underscore engineer yes thank you so much for taking the time and sitting with us and, and sharing your journey with us and again thank you so much for the space that you're giving everybody yeah thank you for having me Looks is a local small business owned by a woman named Paige Sue. She is a mother, businesswoman, and a go-getter. 
Her website relaunches on September 19th, and she will be having a huge sale that you guys don't want to miss. She specializes in natural-looking cosmetic contact lenses, and with Halloween coming up, she also sells crazy lenses as well. Sue Looks offers website and flyer design, one-on-one guidance for any woman looking to start their business. You can find more information by visiting shopsuexlooks.com or by visiting her page on Facebook, Sue Looks Boutique. Do you want to continue supporting our podcast? The best way to do that is if you can please follow us at Have a Talk on Instagram and on Facebook. You can find our podcast streaming on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. To continue to help us grow, please consider sharing our podcast with everybody you know. Leave a review, make sure you subscribe, and I can't wait to continue sharing stories with you all.